Hi everyone and welcome to the ICS Staff Podcast, Episode 2. Thanks so much for tuning in and clicking on the link. I hope you're all doing well out there. This topic for this episode is, is your mind full? And Richard Dixon Clark joins me on this episode to um, dive into that topic in lots of detail, look at the different dimensions of mindfulness and how that can mean different things to different people. And really the aim and inspiration for every episode, or the checklist rather, um, is really all combined into this one episode, which is why I was so kind of pleased and happy to have Richard on the podcast in terms of talking about mindfulness, because what I aim for with every episode, and it's not going to happen for every episode, obviously, but what I aim for is, well, is this applicable to us as individuals in terms of self-care and for our own well-being? But also, is it something that translates across all staff, whether you're inside or outside the classroom in, in whatever role you're in? And is it applicable to use inside the classroom? Something that we can develop in our own teaching, as well as something we can use outside of the classroom for ourselves. And on top of that, can we use it across both primary and secondary? And for me, uh, this episode kind of checks off all those boxes. So um, thank you to Richard for coming on the podcast and I hope you enjoy it. As always... Just a reminder that if you know of someone, primary or secondary or any part of the school, um, who's got a special uh, bank of knowledge or, or an element that they want to present or would share in normal circumstances, say for a learning cafe, uh, please, please let me know. You could even put someone else forward, send their name my way. I'll discreetly contact them and see if they want to be on the podcast. Um, but it's just a reminder, yep, to please reach out if you'd like to come on the podcast or if you have a topic you'd like me and someone else to explore perhaps any questions or topics always feel free to email me so here it is episode two with Richard Dixon Clark I hope you enjoy thank you again for tuning in and here we go thanks bye enjoy Okay, and welcome to episode two of the podcast, and the name of this podcast is Is Your Mind Full? I have the great pleasure in welcoming <laughs> the wonderful man that is Richard Dixon Clark. Welcome. Well, thank you for inviting me on, Phil. Oh, it's, it's my it's pleasure. It's lovely to be here. It is great to have you on. And so just having an easy start, how are things going? How has 2021 kicked off for you? Um. <laughs> You know, I, I I think of all my friends back in the UK, and I, I have to remember that uh, life is a lot better here. <laughs> um, you know, the chance to get to the mountains still available, the chance to walk in the forests. It's it's all good. Yeah, excellent, <laughs> excellent. And and really, off the back of that topic, actually, we can't get away from that topic of COVID and current yeah. times and and everything that comes with that. Um, one maybe consistent question I'm asking on this podcast is. Not necessarily resolutions for 2021, but but what kind of has been the biggest impact you found in terms of through this current time of this pandemic? Oh, interesting. Well, you know, having been through a few periods of isolation, one with the disease, uh, the isolation was a lot harder for me than the disease. Um, you know, th that restriction of freedom um, the unsure what's happening next, you know, when, when are we going to be allowed to go and visit friends and family? You know, as we were just chatting before, my, my mum has literally at the weekend fallen over and broken her femur. So, uh, oh my goodness. Know, it, it, it's that normally you, you'd be able to know that you're going home uh, over the, um, ski break, but um, yeah. at the moment, yeah, that, that's, that's tough. But also, you know, I've, I've found that it's taken away a lot of, um, you know, the anxiety about what you're going to have to do. You know, you, you haven't got anything to do. You, you, you can't have to book the most amazing holiday to the most amazing yeah. place. Yeah. So it, it's allowed me to focus on what's available in walking distance from the house. 
you know how much I love the fact the forest is here. Yeah. Um, so. So it's yeah. kind of it's kind of consolidating and stripping back everything absolutely yeah. into its simplicity yeah. a little bit, and that is a, and and as you say you know going back to I mean I suppose yeah that's that's the two extremes we're we're adding layers of complexity mm-hmm. in some situations, yet in our most immediate situation in terms of perhaps outside of work there's there's less complexity, and I suppose balancing that can be either a great stress or or a great relief sometimes yeah very often it's you know you you, you can choose yeah on that front yeah yeah and 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 of course i mean that's one of the hardest and has that pushed you into any on a personal level any significant changes that you've made off the back of current covid times um i i would say i, I personally you know there's been big changes in the house yeah uh, at home but um you know, I, I've not had to do any any huge changes. I've, you know, as far as online teaching goes, my lesson resources were set up in a way that it, it just carried on through. Um, ha- being in the fortunate position of just dealing with the diploma class, you know, that there's um, there's a lot more expectation on them. So um, it, it's just what you know what has changed the the, the level of. Um, people's you know, uncertainty perhaps and, and dealing with it with your own and, and everyone else's concerns yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, and and that's something to t- that we have to kind of grapple with and handle as we go forwards and I suppose that is actually a great segue into this episode for everyone in terms of we are looking at the topic of mindfulness and Within that, or before we dive into that, okay. which is hopefully maybe a, a tradition of each episode, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to lighten things up a little bit like we did with episode one with a quiz game round. Oh, excellent. Okay, so quiz game round. Before <laughs> we get into the main, uh, main topic of today's podcast, I ch- I've got a range of quiz games that we're going to try and mix up with each guest. And for you, Richards, I've got one here. It's called the five second rule game. Oh. Now, some of you may have heard of this, those of you tuning in. And listening to this, maybe you can you can play along with yourself at home or, or, or play this back and use the same questions uh, with other family members. The five-second rule game. Now, this is actually a game you can buy in shops in all good retailers out there. And basically, I'm going to ask you a set of questions. Yeah. And you've got five seconds to get out your answers. Okay. Okay, the five-second so rule. So it's that sort of first thing to come to mind. Exactly. You're kind of under pressure a little bit. First thing that comes to mind, you've got to get your answers out. And normally, it's three things. Okay. Okay. Ooh, all right. So three things. You've got to be really quick. Okay. And normally, this is kind of, you play it as in a contest between two or more people uh-huh. who can get their answers out the quickest and not break that five-second rule. However, as, as you are the, the esteemed guest, Richard, <laughs> um, we're just playing it just with you. Okay. So <laughs> maybe on, you'll get your own spot. back at some point. <laughs> so you're on the spot. So I'm going to ask these set of questions. Yeah. And you, I'm going to kind of have my stopwatch next to me. You won't be able to hear the stopwatch, but yeah. I'm basically going to go, okay, time's up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So you've got to try and get your answer as quick as you can. So here we go. This is the five second rule game. You ready? Okay, I've got about nine or ten questions. We'll get through them as, 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 if, as quickly as we can, but five seconds for us. Okay, here we go. First one. Name three things you want to do after the pandemic. Uh, go home. Uh, go skiing. Time's uh, up. Oh, tough one. I, go home, go skiing. You know, y- you don't think about <laughs> after the pandemic yeah. because you deal with today. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I don't think about after the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward. So next one. Name three things you do before going to bed. Brush my teeth, uh, wash my face, and uh, kiss the kids. Oh, oh, well done. Just as in time there. Woof. Okay, next one. Name three things you need to do more of. Uh, exercise, uh, mindful practices, and sleeping. Oh, oh, just in time. Okay, interesting. Sleeping? Is it, is oh, it? I'm terrible. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and good that we, we've got mindfulness in there. Next one. What are three things you love about being a teacher? Uh, the students, um, those moments of realization and thinking I'm improving the world. Zoom. Oh, good answer. I was, I was surprised there. I thought you might have gone for 
Christmas holiday, Easter holiday, summer. Uh, no. Is your is your is, is your three <laughs> the three things you love about away. teaching? <laughs> Holidays are more stressful than yeah, school. <laughs> yeah, it depends on your life situation. Um, so next one, name three things you argue with your spouse about. Uh, we don't argue. Oh wow. <laughs> we don't. Excellent. Okay. That that, that was one. fantastic. We Pl- should argue more. Well, that's great. Pl- playing the politically um, correct card there, just in case. Just in case she's tuning in. Uh, no, I, I, c- I could probably answer that, but five but seconds. Wasn't well, well, well. For me, five seconds would be I, nowhere I went near on long to enough. My filter. Yeah. <laughs> Say nothing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well done there. Okay. Uh, next one. What are three things you need to do less of? Watch television. Watch television. And watch television. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, does does I, Netflix I, I play into that a little I bit? I haven't moved on to the, the phone um, distraction. Waste of time. I'm, I'm not on um, social media much. Um, you know, that, that weekly report says my, my use of my phone oh, yeah? has gone up 45% yeah. to 15 minutes oh, wow. a day. Well, I dream of my weekly report being around that level. I. Um, I, I still am old school and like to settle down in front of the telly and then struggle to turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Okay, next one. So, name three things you like to do home alone. Uh, tidy up, uh, sleep, and watch television. <laughs> <laughs> wow, tidy up. Okay, interesting. Well, with, with the kids, you know, when the rest <laughs> that is the opportunity. That's the opportunity to tidy yeah. up. Yeah, I've um, when they went on holiday once, and I I, I had the opportunity to go through their Lego and put it all in the right colors. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was expecting kind of Bikram yoga. Oh, no, um, no, no. Three no, hours no. of... of I, I do that when I know it's the right thing okay, to do. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, last two. So name three things you love about Switzerland. Uh, the mountains, the fresh air, and cheese. Oof. Okay. I, I don't love that as much as I used to. Actually. Okay. It, that's, that's, that's just getting an answer out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Making inroads there. Okay, yeah. Nice answer. So, last one. Name three things you've done at 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh, thought about tomorrow's lesson, uh, come up with great ideas of a book, and uh, solve the problems of the world. Oh, wow. Just in time there. Five-second rule. <laughs> Okay, I could have added Don't one into that. we all do that. that three in the morning? Yeah. Is it, it's, or it's how my life has changed. Three in the morning, it used to be getting is home. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I can, I can testament to one thing that could have been an answer, which is um, the, the record number of times of riding the S18 line up and down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was on the way home. <laughs> At 3 a.m., backwards and forwards, up and down. Essing into shell off and now I'm back again. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving we're, through. We're revealing slightly more <laughs> than people need to know. Here, o- only because 3 a.m. is quite late and y- sometimes you are we. are doing we some editing. We, 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 yes, <laughs> we, we might do, I might do some editing. Well, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a time I where can't we're tired. It, is the tram still working at 3? <laughs> it felt that like 3 tram. when I got yeah. here. But, you know, it's a time where normally we're sleeping, so that's, that's completely justified. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for being for a good sport with that. Um, love those answers. Thank you very much <laughs> no for that. Trouble, no and trouble. Uh, obviously, tune into the next podcast for maybe <laughs> a different uh, quiz game round. So, moving on from that, okay. After that, and maybe going back to what we originally mentioned about uh, current times, current mm-hmm. situations that we're in, we are going to dive into that main topic for today, which is mindfulness. Now, one thing I wanted to start with with you is. Maybe even just outlining your feelings around just the word mindfulness mm-hmm. and also what mindfulness means holistically. Perhaps. Okay. Well, that's a big one because, uh, you know, I, I have a bit of a sort of knee-jerk gut reaction to the word mindfulness. I, I'm not a big fan of the word because it's been so massively overused. It's been commercialized. It's been oh, given all sorts of uh, negative contexts. Um, but I... I Certainly, the way I use it with the students is more about focus. Um, and so, you know, I, I like the analogy of, you know, mindfulness, you, you can either do mindful practices. Mm-hmm. Now, for those, um, there's a whole range of, uh, uh, of those, and focus tends to be the one I spend most time on. Um, or you can do things mindfully. Okay. Um, so, you know, y- 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 the... the, the 
the example that's quoted a lot, you can just brush your teeth mindfully, which means you're actually very conscious of which tooth your toothbrush is on. Mm-hmm. So your mind is there in the moment, um, absolutely focused on what you're doing there. Um, when you go out for a run, don't be thinking about what's going on. So I personally, the, the, the few times I did go running, um, I like to have no headphones. Yeah. Weird, I know. But then Weird you know, for me. around here, it's so beautiful. And you can hear the birds in the trees and you can hear the raindrops falling. Uh, and, 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 and it just you know, puts me in, in the present. So for me, mindfulness is anything that brings you into the present, brings you into a sort of a, a calm Place. Yeah, and, w- and so what you're saying there is it's multifaceted. Absolutely, th- th- there's an element yeah, yeah. that it's not one thing or one practice. It's it's something of being in the moment and being present, but can be very individual. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have yeah. to be one way, and it's something. Yeah, that and, is, and, and, is and it shouldn't be forced. And you should find your own version that that helps. And if not calling it mindfulness helps, don't call it that. Yeah. Um. So that that's my yeah. That for me that that was important. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's interesting what you say about about being in the moment. And is is mindfulness? I mean, we'll get into kind of the how we use it in different ways shortly. But mm-hmm. but for y- what does it mean if it is on that individual basis? What does it mean f- for you? Well, I, um, you know, I I sometimes feel a bit hypocritical talking about it because I, I know I'm uh, quite quick to fall out of my practice. Um, where do you find the time? to do it in our, in our busy lives it's it's one of those first things that that gets dropped yeah but uh, i know when i am in a more regular practice i i just can deal with everything um a lot better i i, I don't have that massive panic reaction to a huge pile of work coming in or an, a new expectation or you know this the stuff we we're dealing with every day yeah you know you, I, i'm just on a more level and i can just give myself that moment to think before all those you know, uh, reactions kick in. Yeah. Uh, and then I, f- I find, you know, I make some far better decisions. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, last summer you know, when we were, we were out on the holiday, it was, you know, th- th- I was possibly at my, my mindful peak. Yeah. You know, going off for runs, knowing all those things, you know, that you're meant to do. You're actually doing it, and you enjoy, and that, that's the, the the crazy thing. When when I get it right, you know, I'm a happier person, uh, and so why wouldn't I do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that's the confusion. And you you felt the benefit, and so absolutely. and yeah. so with that, am I? So when how did you get into an element of mindfulness? Now, I mean, I'm I'm kind of jumping in because I I I know you really well, and I know how you use it in certain ways. But when did you first start getting into it? And also, is there an element of stigma around using it in terms of whether it's 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 got that aura of well, this is a bit more spiritual or yeah. a bit other end of the spectrum? Oh, I've I've had some interesting reactions. From okay. People. Um, but how did I get involved in the first place? Um, my sister is um, you know my my go-to guru. Uh, she she actually has a PhD in mindfulness. She's currently the only. Uh, person in Africa to have a PhD in, oh, wow. in, in mindfulness. Um, but she's always been, you know, one of those calm people who's happy, who you just want to be around. Um, like Lindy Radine, you know, mm-hmm. very same. They, they tend to be the, the, the um, stress sponges. Yeah. You know, when everyone's having a bad day, that this stops it being passed on. So she's just one of those people and, and, um, She'd sort of you know, discovered it sounds sounds wrong, but uh, she she'd moved in uh, into mindfulness via uh, her yoga, um, and I I had the good fortune of going down to see her in South Africa, hence why she's the only one in Africa. <laughs> yeah. um, she lives in in Johannesburg, um, and we went out to her retreat and actually went on a course um, just for a couple of days. It was a, it was a week long course that they were running, and there was. The the whole <laughs> there were some wonderful cliches there. Yeah, uh, yeah. That <laughs> still to this day, I laugh at my sister about. I am business. 
okay. this woman who started every line with I am business. Uh, and, <laughs> and then there was the guy with long hair who was climbing the tree and hugging the, the tree. And you're just thinking, oh, my God, you know, you don't you don't have to. What am I getting myself into? Well, like, yeah, what, what am I going to that is that it really yeah <laughs> do you have to go that far and i suppose that's a key point that that it is so individualistic yeah. that mindfulness can can really be just for you in many different forms yeah and, and in many different ways and and for me which again we'll get, get too short is that it's had actually a significant impact on me as well you know and and i always kind of thought ahead to well am i going to be sitting with my legs crossed in a in a in a room with candles around me you know <laughs> which which can which be is done nice. yeah. and there's no and, and i suppose going into this podcast episode that we're doing right now it is just also putting forward just that that element of open-mindedness to it like really like if you haven't ever thought about it or you haven't ever done it before just give it a go just yeah. try it try and try and take it all in look at some different types of mindfulness and, and just see if it works for you and really be open-minded to to trying it i mean i, c I can definitely um support and propose that to everybody definitely well I'd, um you know from what you're saying, it just sparked off. We were watching Grayson Perry's Art Club last night. Oh yes, yeah. The wife and I together, uh, and um, yeah, they, they were, he asked his wife for some advice. I think it was his wife uh, to to all those people who want to submit some art, um, because there is such a link between creativity uh, and you know, focus, yeah, um, and that mental health. You know, uh, um, you know, the creative has, has been proven to be so valuable. And she said, don't try and make what you think other people think is art. Just express yourself. And in exactly the same way, you know, <laughs> the guy hanging from the tree with, with his long hair, with his dreads, who hasn't, hadn't washed for a couple of weeks, you don't have to live the stereotype. You, you have to find something where it works for you. And, and you don't have to admit to anyone else you're doing it. It's... Yeah, it, it, it's more internal. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and that benefit is personal. You know, it's, completely. It's, 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 it's well, it, it, it's it starts personal, but if you can then be the calmer person to deal and help out, it, it spreads its benefit. Yeah, far and wide. Yeah, yeah, rather absolutely. than lash back. You know, I, uh, I, I can, can be quite reactionary and uh, or the quick j j uh, jive at, uh, at people's expense. You know, growing up with a bunch of lads as mates. Yeah, you know, putting each other down is standard practice. <laughs> yeah, but just that giving yourself that moment not to do the reaction can can help all around. So uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah and it definitely starts personally. And, and for me, which is, which is why I was so happy to to do this episode with you about mindfulness is is also with this current element of the pandemic that we're in that we we you know everything is ramped up in terms of that stress level, that anxiety level, and how this could be such a significant benefit. And I've found it of a, of a significant benefit from before COVID times, but also right up until through this this current time that is going to go on and on and on, unfortunately. That's that's the prediction, sure I, I guess. But, 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 but in terms of, of mindfulness itself, what, what are mainly, I suppose, the key benefits for you? And we're moving into kind of a classroom setting okay. now because I know that you, you are definitely one teacher that uses it within your teaching, within the classroom. Yeah. And so what benefits have you found with introducing that into, into the classroom? Well, I, I brought it in um, when I, I started. I, I joined uh, Lindy Redeen and Alice and Joe and um, Yasmin uh, and on this research project on, on its value. Uh, and we did some research here. So I, I started the lessons. And this is why when I'm talking about my um, focus practice with the students, it is purely about focus yeah so at the start of each lesson um at the start of the year th they're slightly longer but only about three minutes and then you know uh, these lessons maybe it's only one minute but um you know and i i ask for feedback from the students at the end of each unit uh on how their work's going but also you know how effective has it been uh and, and, it, and it's very interesting to hear from them as well but what i've seen the benefits i've seen is it gives a break between what they were doing in last lesson, and invariably, if it was maths, they're still fiercely, you know, their mind is still absolutely occupied with why they didn't get the right answer 
Yeah. They, they love a right answer. Or they've just come from a lesson where they got a test back, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They got a test back and they're or on the way on the between high lessons, low. they've checked their phone and they've got a message that they didn't want or they did want. So yeah, you know, their mind is there. But you know, I- in that one to three minutes, you can actually help them let that go. And you know, in our world of, of massive mega stimulation, you know, I actually say to them at the start of the year that you're not going to be given time often to do nothing, um, to not have to think about, you know, what's coming next. How can I get back at that person who was nasty to me? Literally for those minutes, you just sit and try and notice any thoughts you're having and just let them go so that they can leave that last lesson, whatever's disturbing them, and they start the lesson when we start knowing they're in geography and knowing their, their mind should be on this. Place. And so it's, it's realigning their focus. Uh, yeah. it? And, and, and as you say, it's, it's, as you mentioned earlier, it's bringing them back into the moment yes. and, and staying present. Yes. And, and so what, what does that look like in your classroom? Is it, is it kind of a, a guided element of mindfulness? Is it, is it just silent thoughts? What, what does it look like in um, the classroom? Well, it, it's so much easier to, to, to have guided. You know, I have, um, uh, I, I use a lot of the um, headspace little clips and you know, sort of one minute meditations. Um, so that'll be uh, up on the board and, and, and so they have that voice, but I'm, I'm also happy to lead if there's something specific. Uh, and I have my <laughs> my chimes with me, or my singing, my Nepalese singing bowl, um, that they can just listen to that the chime and allow themselves to just focus in completely. And then, you know, for focus practice, there's you know, there's anchors. You use your sight. You just gaze on something that's not moving. Don't stare. Just gaze, and you'll notice. If you're not looking at it anymore, you've, you've been distracted, you've lost your attention. The, um, the breath, that's the physical sensation, or most of the focus practice is all about noticing your breath coming in because it's something we have with us the whole time. Yeah. And then the third one is, is your mind, uh, that sort of meta. Looking, at, looking into your mind, ha- has it rushed off on something? There's lots of analogies about... You know, thoughts of people waving from a bus, and you, you oh, you see them, and yeah. waving go by. Or I, you know, I'm a big physical n- nature lover, and so I like the river. You know, things floating past on the river. If you allow yourself to get drawn in, you, you, you before you know it, you've walked into the river and you're being swept away with this thought, whatever it was. Yeah, and, and, and you're lost. And so it's the training to acknowledge that you're being distracted. Just say, you know, say to yourself, oh, that's fine. You know, that's perfectly natural. And now let me get back to what I'm meant to be working on. I suppose, would you, would you say that also really breaches into the whole element of stress management? Yeah. Where if we're thinking about that element that you just mentioned of, of realigning your thoughts and your focus, mm-hmm. staying present, maybe there can be, would you say, longer mindfulness elements beyond three minutes or so. And that can really benefit us in terms of yeah, the, the, the bigger... Taking a step back and, and thinking about how, okay, how do we manage stress as a whole, but really stressful thoughts in a way. Yes, you're noticing that you're thinking is really hard to do. Um, so th- so that's, that's what I use in class just to try and get them focused there. In the PDP sessions uh, for, for the diploma classes, uh, you know, I, I run a few of those, and they tend to be more... Uh, larger scale, you know, what are causing your stresses at the moment, and then using practices mm-hmm. such as the RAIN, you know, recognition, and, uh, and um, you know, working your way through what it is that's causing me the stress. Can do I have control over it? You know, am I stressing about something someone else is doing that I can't control? Well, that's that's pointless stressing. You know, what can I actually do? Have I done it? How can I put in a plan to do it? Um, and and those, those bigger uses tend to come um, outside of the, the, the class um, because they need, they need more time. Yeah, yeah. And have you seen any pushback 
over, over the elements of introducing this into your of classroom? Yes, of course. Um, you know, there's a lot of research, and, and a lot of colleagues very kindly send, send you the research. Um, the boys struggle with it more. You know, th their minds not not necessarily at the maturity to have that metacognition, yeah. uh, and a lot of them will push back. You know, I, I say to the class that they have the option. They can either take part, or they have to sit silently to allow everyone else to take part. Okay. So it's a, at least it's a chance uh, for them to, to be quiet. They, they can... Yeah. It le at least opens the door ajar. Yeah. Yeah. ajar. The door's not fully open, but at least brings them into that realm but, but of you, even you, if they're not taking full part. Yeah. yeah, they've yeah. they've got to realise, and and I say, look, we, if we do three minutes of this every class, and you have five classes a week, and you know that's that's that adds up. That's a few hours you're going to be sitting there, getting annoyed that this is doing you no value. Well, it could. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of engage with it. There's a lot of um, you know evidence, and neurological evidence, uh, to show that it is beneficial. Yeah. Um. So, but they, but of course, they have the choice. Yeah. And so I suppose the main benefit for, for you using it in your classroom is that element of focus and realignment. And then perhaps there's almost the students feeling refreshed as though they can go forwards in your lesson. That's focus. the dream. Yes. Yeah. They've, yeah. They've, they've had a chance to let it go. And for the next 40 minutes, it's only geography. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, and, you know, it, it does feel on, on a regular basis that, that that's the case. Um, I used it with my grade nine classes when, when I uh, worked with them. And yeah, it, it, was, it just takes a little bit longer to get the routine. And yeah. Anything in a routine you know, takes a little while to get in. It's very interesting. Uh, um, more and more parents uh, in parents' conferences saying, oh, my, my daughter, my son tells me you do these. Uh, and and they, they hold up the phone and they've got the, the Headspace app. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. we do this at home. And... Uh, and uh, and if, um, a, lot of, a lot of the students are saying, oh, yeah, my dad does this or my mum does this uh, to, to deal with a day at work on the screen. Um, so it, it, it seems to be becoming more and more... Um, Current. Yeah, and, and also um, it's, it's, but there's been a noticeable change over the years. Uh, when the first year I did it and I got feedback from the students, a lot of them said they didn't felt it benefited them but they noticed that it benefited the whole class others in the class who were less distracted now that did benefit them yeah because then we could all get on yeah get along and then and they're in a uh, better frame of mind to work with others as well yeah yeah and um they said the person that benefited the most because i gave them the option was me <laughs> uh, and and so i said to them well if if your teacher is it benefits greatly from it. Is is that a good good thing, or, or do you think that's a bit selfish that they're using up your time? Yeah. And they said, well, no, because if if they're able to react more calmly and uh, you know the lesson runs more smoothly, then then it does benefit. Benefits everyone. Yeah. yeah. So so that yeah. was you know, the early feedback, but the feedback from from the guys, the grade lemons I'm teaching at the moment, who I had in grade nine, but also uh, uh, Lindy uh, did the uh, dot B course yeah. with in grade nine you know predominantly th they say they find it really useful you know i, I give them a, a, a scale one to five and it, it averages about 4.8 okay you know, most wow. of them put completely useful um wow so you know that they're, they're seeing it the the grade 12s as we're getting ready for um the, uh, the mocks and the, and the final exams yes it's a it's an absolute time of heightened stress and I'm saying, you know, I explained to them the biggest loss of marks in exams are through not reading the questions properly. They know so much. They've worked so hard. This is the chance to really show off their brilliance. Um, and, and the best way to, to not be rushed is, is to be calm and focused. So as a preparation for the exams, um, a lot of them uh, are saying, oh, I've, I've now started. And uh, some of them do it through CAS. Um, so I'm seeing more and more making that choice. Uh, of course, they come and tell me. Yeah. You know, th yeah. They they want that recognition. You've said something that's going to be useful. I, I you know I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting to and see. And they've come back and said, yes, it is useful. Yeah. It's yeah. been a great benefit. You, know, you you stand outside the exams before they go in, uh, just to say, you know, stop working yourselves up. Just calm down. 
take a few breaths. Uh, and, and those who are coming in who have done their practice themselves, just come and go, no, I'm ready. And then there, there are others who are in floods of tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. so the whole emotional you know, range is there. But it, yeah, as if, if they can be focused and calm through their exams, if they can manage the distraction of the dustbin man going past, yeah. um, uh, the, the person in the table next to them who's Fidgeting. jiggling their leg yeah, and, yeah. and coughing, uh, and every time they just go, oh, I noticed it, I'll get back to that. But moving on. And, and it's amazing, you know, as you mentioned, you've been using it with those upper grades mm -hmm. in the school. How applicable can this be also for primary, for example? So even all, all the way down through the school? Well, uh, as part of that research team, we got a lot of input from, from the guys lower, um, from primary and also as a parent of <laughs> EY and now yeah. grade one and grade three. Um, I, I think it's used a lot more. Uh, there's um, Joe uses a lot I, I, in art. You know, the, the colouring kind of got overhyped and became a bit of a joke. But just something to calm them down, have a focus. Um, I know they use the, the sparkly um, bottle. You turn the bottle over and, and all the sparkles float down through the washing up liquid yeah. and they, they can just something to watch and focus and, and a chance to let go of that reaction um, and you know it's definitely something I, I would like to do more with <laughs> with my lad who's, who struggles a bit yeah. in, in those areas uh, of you know that, that rage um, and, and he, he knows he wants to deal with it when he's in his calmer self yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and, th and this would definitely be a place just just to stop the reaction, quick breath, think. And so this is, of course, my, you know, if we talk about resources at the very end, this is definitely something that primary teachers can also use as a start for their classes. Definitely applicable across all age groups, yeah. you, would, you would say. Um, John Micton used to tell me, he said it, he found it completely valuable. And he, he used to talk them through this imaginary ball that they'd have to balance around and roll across their body and, and they could feel it. And... Uh, and so there's the technique that you are most happy using will be the most effective. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly for my uh, practice, if I was ever to think I'd just get him started and I can use this time to go off and do anything else, you know, if it's even in that two minutes, if I'm not doing it as well, it's not working. Yeah. And it gives me a chance to say, Look, folks, if, if you don't want to do it, please keep quiet because, you know, I, I, I do want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, and that kind of sets the tone for your yeah. class and, and the students yeah. feed off that. If, if you're 100% into it, they will be kind of thing. And it, and it gives you as the teacher the chance to leave behind that time you've just caught someone running yeah. down the corridor. Or yeah, it can, it know, can be beneficial for you. Yeah. Yeah. Meant to be for your own start yeah. or start to the day. Yeah. Um, or coming back, I, c I can see is also perhaps situations in in primary coming back mm -hmm. after lunch or after break time Ooh, cool. everything's a yeah. little bit you know uh, crazy can we just realign ourselves and a little just, bit just walking through these very echoey corridors for those who are a bit more sensitive to the, the sound and all the stimulation you know that they're, they're wired when they walk in just from that you just yeah just to sit down and have that moment but you know i, I i'm not gonna <laughs> tell these guys what to do they're, yeah. they're masters yeah in, in this area yeah, um, and and I think it, it it's widely used that you know calming mechanisms of whatever whether they have a mindful tag, yeah. If they work, keep going. It's that familiarity that that helps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think one thing for me, probably the last element to look at within within this discussion, just to kind of start wrapping things up, is that that element of stepping into the realm of of other maybe stereotypical terminology of mm. meditation mm -hmm. and and what your thoughts are on on how is that the same thing is there a separation does it cross over is that a very complicated question well it, um, uh, that that's again personal perception i've i've had people say meditate as soon as you say meditation it's religious yeah I, I personally i don't see that yeah um of course it comes there's a, a buddhist link um and and you know, my sister's practice, she has also, you know, become Buddhist as a result. Yeah. But I, I personally don't see that link. Some people do and some people are, are, are really quite, 
feel very strongly about that. Um, but if you, if you don't like the word meditation and you just want to call it focus, call it focus. It's yeah, or call it a reboot. I was, yeah. I was, it was funny. I was listening to the, the infamous Erin Brockovich um, a couple of weeks ago, and, and she was kind of breached that topic of meditation. And she said, well, you know what? Think of it, you know, like the computer you have in front of you. You know when your computer is, is loading and you have yeah. that little circle spinning, spinning, spinning? It, it just needs a moment to reboot itself and <laughs> wait. And, 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 and Erin Brockovich said this, you know, and as a quote from her, you know, she said, that's, that's what we need, especially in these COVID times. We just need that, that circular reboot moment yeah. to stop. And, and that you could call it a reboot. You know, that's what we need, whether it's mindfulness, whether you go into deep meditation, it's, it's something for you. Oh, I, I, look, I'm, n I'm not even going to pretend I get anywhere near deep meditation. I, I've, uh, I've done courses where, you know, I've gone up to 15 minutes, half an hour, and, and wow, how amazing you feel at the end. But to find that time for a personal yeah. practice, you, you know, you, you, you're going to be one of these wonderful people everyone wants to be around. Um, but yeah, do what you can. It's a very interesting analogy that the the, uh, the buffer spiral because you know, if there's anything to trigger a, a, a reaction, yeah, exactly. When that comes up, we like, well, we get how angry. Dare we, we, we've how dare it not be able to yeah. do this? Why is it <laughs> taking so long? Three seconds. Yeah, just breathe that three seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is it not working? And and yeah, and I think from a personal level, for me, I think especially as times have changed and and we've all must have felt some higher level of, of anxiety or, or stress, whether it's being able to travel home or, or, mm -hmm. or, or see loved ones um, as an expat community, et cetera, et cetera. I think definitely whatever you call it, I kind of first heard of mindfulness through Lindy Radine, who started yeah. it when I was a grade nine tutor and got into it. And, and, and I'll be honest, yeah, I kind of thought back and thought, uh, how is this going to go down? Is it for me? And especially over the last year or two it's something i've been completely aware of that it can be so personal and i suppose the element of this podcast is yet yeah, really be open-minded just to trying it even just 10 minutes i try and do 10 minutes a day and it can be impressive tough well it's not you know i'd like it to be more consistent but it's it's so crucial as you say it's being mindful and of your surroundings i remember one element that lindy was telling me it said it can even be you know, just the sound of your footsteps through the snow, like that, mm. like that crunch element, sound. like a lovely sound. But even even just taking the time to clear your thoughts and take in your surroundings and be mindful, just it it can be a stress yeah. relief. And I think the one way that I've used it personally, in terms of whether you call it meditation or mindfulness, is is having those ten minutes of, I I would say meditating. It's it's blocking everything out, and doing that has has helped me really manage certain stress levels. Yeah. And I, don't, I mean, I don't know how we could define it in different ways, but for me, the benefit I found is that, and I was thinking about this when I was meditating, actually, the other day, because I was thinking <laughs> well, about this podcast. that's when you do a lot of thinking. <laughs> and, and I was thinking, and I, and, I, and I was meditating, I was like, well, what, what, I was thinking ahead, and I was looking forward to this episode with you, and I was like, well, what, what does it mean to me? Like, how could I mm -hmm. define this? And I kind of think, you know, or if you think of uh, Sigmund Freud, who very famous psychologist, maybe for not so positive reasons or strange reasons, but he did get one thing very, very correct, which was that the mind is a battlefield. You know, and some of you might have heard that from me before, because that's that's part of one of the Power on Your Plate presentations that I've done previously. Is that I start with that in terms of the psychology of decision making, like consistently the mind. That's one thing that he got right. It, the mind is a battlefield. You're constantly hit with two sides battling against each other. It can be very simple, like, mm -hmm. do I go for that extra biscuit out of the packet <laughs> or not? You know, and you're fighting it, well, what's the knock-on yeah. effect, this or that, or, or, or the, you know, the, the mind is considered, and that can be very stressful, and, and also thinking about how to keep ourselves healthy, et cetera, et cetera, in these times. And the one way I defined it when I was kind of thinking about this was that, for me anyway, and it could be completely different for everyone listening to this out there, is that I see my mind as a bit of a bookshelf you know, and all the books are on the shelf there at the start of the day. Mm -hmm. Everything's organized. I'm good to go. All the books are there. And by the end of the day, pretty much all the books have come down in a complete mess on the floor. And each book is kind of a different situation or thought that happened that day. Yeah. And so I try and do it maybe five, ten minutes more in the second half or towards the end of the day or in the evening. And, and those thoughts then 
the 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 mindfulness part just taking 10 minutes helps me reorganize those books back on the shelf yeah. and it might be something like okay so that conversation with a student how how did i manage that situation what could i have done that better with next time or okay that overall i think that was a positive outcome i can put that back on the shelf i can leave that alone now i don't have to stress about that or you know have, have i done this with my kids can i flip into father mode as soon as i get home what should i have done should i have put my phone down quicker mm-hmm. all these different elements that then i can analyze and, and leave behind and kind of put back on the shelf yeah. and say okay well ha- tomorrow then if i'm going to do this again tomorrow how can i be that little bit more positive a little bit better at doing these different situations and yeah I, uh, that's just me sharing kind of the benefit i felt with with mindfulness well that 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 comes in tune with with the people who use it to help them sleep you know it, it is very useful there uh, at that part of the day just to you know just to label things as you say tidy up your bookshelf uh, and know okay i, I i've i've labeled this I've, I have that sense of dealing with it for now, but I, it's on my to-do first thing tomorrow morning show. Yeah. And then you can actually allow yourself to shut down. Really, really useful. Um, I spoke a lot about the students getting ready to go into exams. When they come out, you see them come out and they chat to each other in this frenzy of, did you do this, did you do this? And they wind each other up. And it's so useful at that point just to go... I've done everything I can. Yeah. Absolutely no point thinking about that anymore. Yeah. Move on to the next thing. And, and that is the same for everyone. But, you know, sometimes if we've done what we can, it's only damaging ourselves to ruminate on it. Yeah. Uh, and, and managing that inner beast yeah. that is our, our thought. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, and, and, and as you say, it can be done so many different ways while you're brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. That can be two, three minutes. Yeah, great start. I, I try doing it 10 minutes in silence sitting still trying if i can or it might be 10 minutes in the shower something where i can just be alone with my thoughts and kind of meditating and in terms of wrapping that element up of 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 different ways we can do it what key resources have you found that people could go to 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 find some support or element on how to do it or could get into it it has exploded online yeah so there is yeah what so it's such a huge range out there. You know, the the, um, the Headspace dude has even got his own documentary on Netflix. The well, students all came in and were telling you me. You just stole my thunder there. That was, <laughs> that was what I'd written down. The w- one resource that I've recently found and got into, actually, and there are short episodes or longer yeah. episodes, is the Headspace on Netflix. Okay. And the episodes. He's got kind of 10 to 20, yeah. min- 20 minute episodes well, on Netflix. And that's great. I can just, you know, once the kids are in bed, I can if, just if sit you, down and. If you want someone to guide Take you, one episode. You need to find a voice that you can respect and, and you can respond to. Uh, there's an app called Insight Timer, um, okay. which, you know, my sister has some on. But there's thousands of different people yeah. who, who have done meditation. I suppose and you go into the app store and there's just yeah. tons there. And you, because if you look it's up. so personal, you need to find someone whose voice works for you. Yeah. If you want a guided meditation. Or you, 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 know, you learn to, to guide yourself. Or it's that physical. You know, in the summer when I get the chance to go out on the paddleboard and just be in that moment, that works. Yeah. You know, it's that. Uh, and, and realizing you're not being selfish to have that time to yourself, you're making yourself you know, better for everyone around you yeah. and, and more able to help. You know, it, it, it's not that selfish use of time. that we, and, and that's an internal argument we always have. You know, how can I justify sitting? <laughs> how can I justify running? You know, yeah. uh, it, when I'm meant to be looking after, meant to be looking out for, meant to be doing a thousand and one other things yeah um but if you do find that time you can do all those things better yeah yeah uh, it, it's not going to make uh, companies more productive necessarily but it'll make the staff happier um, and you know but it is it is personal you know, yeah that you asked me where i started on this retreat in south africa i met this uh uh, this monk who was you know, one of my sister's teachers and we were just chatting and for me it was I made the connection between what he was saying and sustainability 
And for me, you know, making sure the environment is kept in a way that will allow our kids to have the, 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 the wonderful array of chances we had mm-hmm. it is my absolute guiding principle of life. Yeah. And so as soon as I made that connection, it gave it a value. You know, yeah. how can you make the best decisions that help you and everyone? Yeah. Just giving yourself that chance to. And it, yeah, and is that element, you, you know, and I suppose in more of a, a selfish way, that, that immediate benefit for me was just having that element of stress management, mm. you know, because we are all going through very stressful elements, even in normal circumstances, let alone right now. So for me, that immediate benefit and, and it then becomes a habit if I'm doing it every other day or whatever, or, or even just knowing that I can do it on my walk from the main campus to Farley Fang, you know, that's five minutes where I can just sometimes, not every time, walk alone and just be aware of my surroundings, hit the reboot button and, and so on. So, yeah, amazing. So we've got also mindfulness.b as a resource. Yes. Um, well, That's a website I that we've used within school. I don't know who, who's continuing the class now. Yeah. Now Lynn... Lindy's left us sadly. Yeah, yeah. but that's an overall resource that we can go to yeah. individually as well. I know there is some open resources that we can use from that, um, whether you use it in your classroom. We've used some of the videos from that in grade nine in the classroom, um, but it can be used on a personal level as well. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention, as I said before, you know, the, the Headspace um, on Netflix. You can see the episodes there or go to the website um, just to guide you along. So Yeah, the uh, John Kabat-Singh is you know, one of the... Um sort of founding fathers and and his um um mindful based stress relief courses you know a- any of the material from those and and a lady came in and took those here you know that yeah. yeah they're great so that there's, yeah. there's just masses out there you just have to decide what's going to work for you yeah yeah and 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 as i said yeah just give it a go see what you think close your eyes for five minutes have a go see what works for you, whether it's just general mindfulness. Um, yeah, yeah, just give it a go to see what you think. So overall, Richard, thank you so much for that. No trouble. That was a pleasure to, to talk you through um, <laughs> that topic. And I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. And uh, thank you to all of you for tuning in. So amazing to have you and uh, hopefully um, have you again on the next episode. Thanks. Ciao. Bye. Oh. Oh, 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 oh,